movie review podcast but backwards uh, and today we are talking about tennis but backwards on the whole here are the spoilers i'm joking <laughs> i'm always mike and i'm always Aaron. welcome back to the kitchen michael yay now this this will go out in a few weeks but this is the first one we're recording back in the kitchen we're back baby um yeah you mate no more will we go uh, uh, no oh no after you uh, yeah, we're surprisingly that. good at not doing. We're good at not talking over each other. We're good at like dividing our speech, as it turns out. We know how we finish each other's sentences, so yes. that's pretty good. Um, so, great. anyways, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> we make a lot of sense. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's not an abundance of that going around. <laughs> okay, right. So this was. The big release for this year, the one that Chris Christopher Nolan was like adamant. No, no, this ha- I don't care about the global pandemic. This has to go into cinemas. I don't care if you die. <laughs> <laughs> this is the the movie people are willing to get on international flights in America to go and what? That's ridiculous. There are people like going from New York and flying into like I don't know Canada or wherever the fuck they're playing this, mm. just so they can go and watch a Christopher fucking Nolan movie. That's ridiculous. That come on lads. Yeah, come on. It's not a Jurassic Park movie. No. All right, then then maybe, but um, yeah. That being said, I have only seen two films in cinemas since the lockdown. Um, both of them had a maximum amount of people in the cinema of six. So... Yeah. And I... not, that's not, like, imposed. That's the only people who wanted to see the film. I saw... There was six when we saw Tenet and five when we saw New Mutants. There were... It. I think about six when we went to watch Tenet, which was the, like... Admittedly, we went to, like, the five o'clock showing on a Friday, so not, like, a gangbusters one. We went to primetime New Mutants and we were the only two people in the cinema. That's because you were the only two people who knew it had come out. I mean, it, but, thing. but that and Four Lions and they're the only two movies that I've gone <laughs> and seen and been the only person in the cinema. So my attempts to book the back row so we couldn't be coughed over seemed a bit futile. But, oh, we paid the price for it in this movie. We were sat at the back in Dudley yeah. with all the sound hitting us in the face. That, was, that was fun. Well... There will be a discussion about the sound design in this film, yes, no doubt. Be. But let's start with the general overview. Yeah. So it was the thing that this the plot wasn't being discussed, right? Yeah. There was the whole thing about the marketing of this is that we're not going to tell you what's going on until like the release trailer, which just flat out tells you the fucking plot, yeah. which is bullshit. But the whole mystique of Tenet was building and building and building. And we knew we knew two things from like the pre-release stuff, which was it concerns time, yep. and they were filming action scenes backwards. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. that at least sounds interesting. Now it's here, and it's supposed to be the big saviour of cinema. Yeah. I'm not sure the gamble's paid off, Darren. Are you not? I'm not. Are, are you lukewarm on the film? Uh, on the sliding scale of, and again, visual joke on an audio medium, if... if that's Inception. Yeah, that's and, high. And that's Interstellar. That's very low. There's Tenet. Uh, in the middle, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's unbearable shite. <laughs> I fucking hated this movie. 
Good. I was looking forward to this. God. <laughs> you shouldn't. You know what? You know what? The movie trolls you about this. Because Fleur de Cleur from Harry Potter turns up. <laughs> Fleur de Cleur. Fleur de Cleur, okay. um, Turns up to explain the, the gump mm. to um, David Washington. And she literally goes, don't try and understand it. Just he, feel that's it. That's not the only time it happens, though. All, like, a, a major point in the film is like, right, here's the big thing we're doing. And they go, no, please turn your brains off and just enjoy the spectacle. Oh, and I, I just... That sentiment right there is the entire problem with this movie. Yeah. In that, if you want to be an enjoy the spectacle movie, be that and be stupid. That's fine. Don't try and pretend like you're some brilliant fucking high intelligence, like, you know, galaxy brain movie that's Mm. fucking amazing. And then just say, well, don't try and understand it, though. But then batter us over the head for the majority of the movie trying to explain how it works. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the problem The problem with it, I was trying to explain this uh, to my wife, and she didn't quite understand what I was getting at, mainly because I didn't understand the film first time no. I saw it, um, is that like all of Chris Nolan's movies, whenever they fuck around with stuff, they at least have a shape. Mm. Now, now, let me explain. So... Inception is an upside-down triangle. Yeah. In that the lower you go down, the less you've got to play with and the more pressure there is. Yeah. Um, Dunkirk is like uh, an upward-sliding prism. So you've got the three timelines. There's one that lasts the longest, one that doesn't last as long, and then the shortest one. And you're looking at it like you would, like a diffracting light in terms of how you view the action. Tenet... Is the scribble of a fucking madman. It is. It's just, there is no form, there is no shape, there is no, there is a, a through line, if you can call it that. And for about 20 minutes in the middle, it does kind of click, but either side is expedition, uh, ex, ex, yeah, the expedition dump. Yeah. Yeah, oh they my. stick on the safari hat, they go off on their <laughs> bullshit adventures. It's just fucking yes. hell. It's, it's so concept over character. There's, there's nothing. I had to compare it to Inception because yeah. everyone was talking about it like it was going to be the next Inception. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's been 10 years since that film. Let's have something as good as. Yeah. I gave a shit about Cobb's story in Inception. Yeah. The protagonist of this film is called the protagonist. I d- right, okay, so it wasn't just me when I came out of the movie going, I don't know what his name is. His name is the protagonist. Oh, my God. He's literally, like, it, it may as well just be called the movie, and then there's <laughs> the plot and the plot device. Insert the protagonist and the supporting character. It's just The shit. plot was a character. It was that Indian lady she, he kept going to. Oh, yeah. Indian exposition lady. <laughs> Please tell me what's going on, Indian exposition lady. <laughs> and she would just, like, explain to him in great dump. You just get this big dump of, like, right, this is what we're going to do next. This is what all the new action scenes are going to be made. Boom. And when that plays out, they go back to India to literally go, what do we do next? Boom. And then they go and do that stuff. <laughs> oh, Oh, like it, it is. There's no way we're around this. The whole time traveling thing is just an excuse to have cool backwards action y stuff. Yep. But the novelty of that wears off, for me at least, very, very, very quickly. Because it, there's a fight between the protagonist and some other, some inverted dude. And it looks so silly. If you put the song over the top of this, it would lose, like, all worth. It would just be hilarious to watch it go... It's... If you could put the sound of a rewinding VHS over the top of it, it would be funnier. It would have more worth. It would just... 
I don't even hate the concept. I just hate its execution. I just, I just really wish it was a. Apart from that one bit in the middle where it actually felt like things were starting to click together, it doesn't fucking work. Oh. And it's not. And this is the thing. It's not this big galaxy brain thing. You have to understand. Although I must admit, it did take watching the film, having two separate conversations with my wife, and watching three ending explain videos to get what the fuck was going on at the end. Oh my Christ! Shall we talk about the characters? What little there is. I mean, go ahead. Right. So you've got David Washington. He, he's just going along with things. Then you have Rob Patterson. He's more knowingly going along with things. Um, what's a face from Guardians of the Galaxy Two? Elizabeth Debicki. Elizabeth Debicki, who is um, somehow going along with things, despite the fact she's just an auction house woman. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Russian Kenneth Branagh, who's driving things. But not to real, not to any real extent. <laughs> wow, that, is that the quickest we've done it? Anything you tell them? They're so paper thin. They really are. Like, oh. and I don't even think like the vast majority of the plot is I hate my husband. Yeah, like e- everything is kind of secondary to I hate my husband. It's a real dick. It's. Just, I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> but also, how is that the main plot? I don't. I don't know. Ah oh, man. So so again, right, so David Washington, who we like. We came out of um Black Clansman really liking him. We we've I think we've both cast him in some of our like casting videos. Yeah. Very high on him. Mm. And I don't necessarily think he does a, a bad job here. He's just he's given like the Keanu Reeves bass plays of like you are just vanilla. You have no anger, you have no sadness, you have no nothing, you are just a device through which we get the action movie. And I feel like if you you could have got a worse actor to do this, mm. you know, it didn't require someone as talented as him to come and do that. He does feel wasted on this. Yeah, there's there's nothing for him to work with outside of you are a good spy, you are good at the spying. Yeah, and that's it. He doesn't go through an arc. He doesn't achieve anything other than weirdly he achieves what the audience can't and as an audience kind of like vehicle, that's a bad thing because at the end of the film he understands the film. So yeah, yeah. he gets it, and I'm like, wait, please, come back, explain it to me. Oh, it's just, and he he very quickly gets on board with the time travel stuff. Mm. And it's, and I'm, you know what, no, I'm going to save that comment because someone else has this worse. But yeah, they really could have just got anybody. This didn't require any particular acting talent because he doesn't have to do anything. I mean, don't worry, he probably got in very good shape for this. Mm. He got he works out inside one of those um, what's it called um, elect, big electric turbines in oh, the middle yeah. of the bloody like, English Channel. He's doing pull ups in there for like three months. Um, <laughs> Robert Patterson, yeah. um, who th- this is the first movie I've seen with him in I think since Twilight. Wow, I have managed to avoid Robert Patterson movies just in general, and I know like we're all high on well, you know critics are high on him now saying oh you know if you know money from Twilight and you're worried about the Batman. Don't worry, he's turned it around. I think, again, he did fine in this. Yeah. And he was slightly more charismatic than um, than David Washington got to be, but I don't think it really... I don't know what his name was. Neil. Oh, okay. And again, I think you're right. At least he has a character. Yeah. He has a name, an identity, and a history. Yeah. Which you learn by the end of the film, which... It's about the only bit that really makes any sense. Yeah. Because he just flat out says it, and I hate an expedition dump. 
But even with the massive expedition, expos, oh, fucking hell, exposition dumps yeah. before every fucking action sequence, it, it just, it's clunky and it still doesn't explain what's going on outside of just the, try to go along with it. And, uh, it's, Fuck off. It could, but this is the thing, right? If he was, if he was genuinely saying, just go along with it, you simplify the plot down. Hmm. You, you just make it like a very straightforward movie. But it just keeps pretending that it wants to be something else. It wants to be this really intelligent thing. And I know there's going to be wankers on the internet rushing out saying, well, if you don't understand Tenet, you just don't understand movies. And, you know, you just you just you stick to watching Fast and Furious movies if you don't want intelligent... It's not intelligent! It's just a lot of waffle. Yeah, no, That's it's, all it is. It's a very simple concept, fucked up by the displaying of that concept. Oh. Like, I understand the concept of inversion. It's you go in the turntable... And then you are moving, your life is moving backwards, although you would perceive it as forwards. That makes sense. What doesn't make sense is, okay, we're going to have to go to spoilers for what doesn't make sense. Should we finish up about the yeah, cast? Let, let, let's get the cast done. So Elizabeth Debicki, as I hate my husband, as I hate my husband, is an auctioneer mm-hmm. at a very fancy art, art auction house in London. And yet... <laughs> With those skills, by the end of the movie, she's a hitman and is perfectly down with time travel and understands it perfectly. You know what's coming? It's Herbie fully loaded (laughs) all over again. (laughs) This woman is introduced to the concept of time travel somewhat into the movie and instantly is just like, yep. (laughs) Obviously, that's what's happening. It's like, cool. Presumably, she was the intended audience, and I, and I just—it's such a, like a mind-blowing thing that no one reacts properly to this type of stimuli coming into their life. They're mm. all just perfectly okay with straight away going, "Yeah, that makes sense." Now we're doing this; we're, we're going backwards in time, and we're running. People are running backwards, and I know you don't have time to really like blow people's mind with this, but David Harbour when he when we're in the first scene with Fleur de Cleur doing <laughs> like you know catching the bullet, David Harbour. Going, what? You said David Harbour? Yeah. David Washington. John David Washington. Not David Harbour. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's no. a different film. Uh, David Washington, when him and Fleur de Cleur are in the first bit, <laughs> and he's like dropping the bullet and mm. picking the, you know, catching the bullet of it, he understands it like innately. Mm. And I'm like, but again, you've just been introduced to this. Can you not be a bit more like wowed by <laughs> yeah. what's going like, on what in the fuck is this it's like, like you know. you're introducing this as your big amazing like you know unique selling point to this movie and yet no one really thinks it's that big a deal they're all just kind of over it including uh, what's his name Quicksilver um, Aaron Taylor Johnson yeah who turns up with the magnificent beard he has got jacked yeah he has got jacked <laughs> um, he he's like He's over it, but I, I, he, you can tell he's been doing it for a while. Yeah, that's the type of character you introduce later on, mm. where he's just kind of over it. When you're more, you know, you're more into the, you've got the feel for how this movie works. I want people to be wowed by what's happening. Inception, you had a bit of that because you had, um, ah, God, she was in Umbrella Academy. What is her name? Um, Ellen Page. Ellen Page was in that and was genuinely like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, that scene where all the Parisian streets blow up. Yes, and then fold in on but, themselves. They'd also positioned her, like, it's been a while since I've watched Inception, but she was like a theoretical physicist or yeah. something along those lines where 
the context was she was still like wowed by them, but she understood them. Mm. He's literally a CIA agent. Yeah. He thing is he runs and he shoots a gun. So and yet he's just ugh. Yeah. Anyway, Elizabeth Debicki, Herbie fully loaded. Um <laughs> and and she's she's just quite dull. Yeah, there's there's there's, there's the reason I'm not referring to by a character's name and instead by I hate my husband is because that is the entire driving plot of that woman's story. Yeah, is I hate my husband. I really hate my husband. Time travel that will allow me to end my husband. (laughs) That's that's fucking it. And and they frame it as like a oh he's what's so mild spoilers. But the basic setup is that her husband is Russian Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Sator. Yeah, um, and she sold him a forged piece of art, mm. which could cost her her livelihood and possibly send him to prison. Sator's not doing that, but they had a falling out. He is now kind of kid dad napped the yeah. son, and is like, well, if you you cannot see the son anymore, but if you try to get him back, I will tell people that you sold forged art. In a time travel movie, yeah, that's just a bit <laughs> I can un- I can understand the entirety of the forged art plot. Yeah. I can't understand the thing that the movie's trying to be. So, huh? I it's just a bit weird, Darren. It's 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 fine to have this type of humanistic story to pull back into, but because it happens to secondary characters and not the protagonist, <laughs> it's kind of hard to get invested because it's. You see this in a lot of high-concept movies where they do... The main pulling point is a more human story to explain the more extravagant fucking layers around it. Mm. But it's so boring. The characters are, again, so paper-thin that we don't really get Kenneth Branagh's plan until right at the end. Mm. When it's like, you know, we've already kind of put the pieces together. They just kind of confirm what he's up to. Um, and yeah, I mean, Russian Kenneth Branagh just again doesn't really need much explaining. He's just that, that's it. He's... There's, there's one thing I liked about Russian Kenneth Branagh, in, and I do like Kenneth Branagh as an actor, as a director. Mm. I do really like him. I enjoy that he's, the characterization of this role for him was make your bottom lip disappear, Kenneth. Make it yeah. completely disappear. You don't have a bottom lip. There we go. There's the gurning we want. I I like that. I, I think he just channeled all of his anger in directing Artemis Fell into this. <laughs> He directed Artemis Fowl. I think it was him who did Artemis Fowl. Oh, yeah. I've heard it's terrible. No, I, I only made it 45 minutes in and I can confirm wow. it was fucking terrible. Oh, I need to watch uh, this thing. Yeah, he, uh, I think that's what we got out of that. He's, he just channeled all his sadness <laughs> and great anger at what he'd done to the world into this <laughs> Which would explain the suicidal tendencies it of would, his character. It would, And it's, uh, oh, right. I think that's all the characters do. Now, the action. Yeah. I think, technically, brilliant. Mm. There's no denying that what has been achieved here is really good. But, when you don't care about the characters to the same extent that we do, or even the plot, really, mm. it's just empty spectacle. Yeah. It's, it's a YouTube clip. I can watch it on YouTube and go, woo, and get the same amount of enjoyment out of it as I did watching it in the cinema. Yeah. I think that is the problem. And, and you've correctly identified that, like... The fact that he had to film like you, you found the the fight scene in the hallway where yeah. both of them are moving at different paces, yeah. really, to be funny, yeah. and it is funny, but also you kind of have to understand that yeah, they had to film this fight sequence the correct way and backwards, and then merge those two things. 
So it's like, okay, that's that's interesting because you've got you have to film the characters going forwards, going backwards when the character's going backwards does something to him and vice versa. Ugh. So there's like four different cuts all working at the same time there. Yeah. That at least makes it interesting to watch. Yeah. There's the scene I can't spoil too much, can I? There is a scene later on, you will know it when you see it, because there is a heavy use of colour. I mean, a heavy use of colour. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the best example of that actually working. Yeah. Then you've got, you might have seen the cast chase sequence in the trailers. Again, really good, really competently done. Yeah. Lacking all emotion, lacking yeah. all interest. It's just, like you said, he's just playing spectacle. It is... It's a technical exercise in much the same way somebody would put together like a sizzle reel yeah. or like a trailer. It's that it, it's completely superficial. For the amount of millions this cost to get the same emotional resonance as the backwards bit at the end of Amish Paradise <laughs> is saying something. You know what I mean? Like it, it's about the same emotional resonance, and at least I've listened to a weird Al song <laughs> happened in that video. It's it, oh, I just don't get why they they went to such effort to do that bit right, and then couldn't have put any amount of effort into getting a better plot, yeah, and to getting likable characters. Because this is this is just to briefly return back to the characters thing. Chris Nolan now has that like kind of Spielberg level directorial pull, yeah. and people, understandably, yeah, he's earned that. People will go and watch it, but. It always comes back to like, well, you know, when he's it's when he's messing with time because he's such a visionary director and blah, 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 blah. the best movie, and a lot of people agree with this, he ever made was about a man dressed as a bat chasing a man dressed as a clown. Yep. And that had really good characters in it. That's why everyone <laughs> loves that film and had good action. It didn't need gimmicks. I know Batman itself is an inherent gimmick, <laughs> but it didn't need to be overly gimmicky because he wrote really good... Well, his brother wrote really good <laughs> characters. And I feel like that's the what's been lost here, is he thinks in order to get people interested in his films, he has to do really complicated, over-the-top time stuff. I'm tempted to see whether his brother actually wrote the screenplay for this. I'm going to look Go that up. Because I think um, in... I keep calling it 1917. It's not. It's Dunkirk. In Dunkirk, a movie I think we were both a bit lukewarm on, mm. it was fine. There was at least better I, characters I think, in this. I, know, I actually really like Dunkirk. Yeah. Did I put it on my top ten in the year? I if I didn't, it must have been so. a fucking good year. Because I liked that film a lot. It's got good characters in it. Yes, it has. But I think it's just time and again he comes back to thinking that it's the spectacle that people really appreciate. Mm. And they do, but it, it's literally worth nothing. You just remember that the movie everyone likes you for, and the reason you get to make these movies is <laughs> because of Batman. <laughs> because of Batman, you wrote a really, and you Batman. even managed to fuck Batman up by the end. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, I can confirm uh, Christopher Nolan wrote this by himself. There that it is. might explain the problem. There it is. I'm tempted to see because uh, Inception is my favourite of his films. Yeah, who wrote that one? It, oh, it was him. Oh, okay. So it's not even like he can't write good films because mm. Inception's brilliant I it's just I feel like he's just lost the reason why we like those games those games those movies so much yeah. is that you've got to strike the balance you can't spunk all the money on the spectacle if no one gives a shit about the people in the action <laughs> scenes because again you can just watch that out of context in YouTube it didn't make any sense in context to be fair <laughs> so it wouldn't make any difference if you just seen it cold on a fucking Tuesday morning in bed watching YouTube clips so, 
that and uh okay i think that's everything i need to ramble on about things can we talk about the audio stuff for a second yeah because it's fucking trash oh jesus there's a lot of big i know inception started the meme of wow yeah. i need to i need to quote um one of the great scholars of our time mm. connor for real okay crank up the mids <laughs> This film is tinny. Yeah. It's really fucking tinny. <laughs> now again, I was sat at the back of a red to be empty cinema screen. So we might have just been had audio blast editors anyway. But they blast audio over, over important dialogue. Yeah. So that you lose track. I was already lost. I just continually got more and more lost as the film went on. As every time Robert Patterson was about to explain what was happening, boom, would come in. <laughs> and it's, that's amateur hour shit. Yeah. What are you doing? And the opening sequence where, yes, it's a big gunfight. You expect it to be at least a little bit loud. Which I think is probably my favourite scene in the movie. Because mm. it didn't but, involve time travel. <laughs> but the guns sound like they're being fired in a fucking silo. It's just, yeah. it's so empty and hollow, which is great because it reflects the rest of the film. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was going to go with a family guy joke. Michael in point. The Guardian. <laughs> I was going to go with a family guy joke because it was so much of like really fast dialogue that you couldn't hear yeah. that I'm now going to rechristen all, you know, there's a family guy joke about um, uh, fast talking high trousers. Ah, yeah. It's now fast talking high concepts. That's, <laughs> that's Christopher Nolan movie. It's, right. None of this makes sense. But if we say it quick enough, people will just think, oh, I just didn't pick up on the dialogue. Not the dialogue itself is shit. So it's just, how does the turntable work? He could have literally, like, um, Quicksilver could have literally said anything. Aaron Taylor Johnson, yep. when they're explaining, like, the thing that inverts you, this big, like, timetable, the turntable thing, he could have literally said anything. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just now picturing a big timetable. <laughs> it's just like the master Excel spreadsheet. We figured out the function of time. <laughs> Oh. That would have been better. That's what Microsoft Access is. <laughs> oh. you, you understand what Access is for, and then just like your third eye opens. Oh. <laughs> Galaxy brain moment. <laughs> I knew I did that 10 hour exam for something. <laughs> That's where even Preet went. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's just. He literally, Aaron Taylor Johnson. You're not is, inputting data. You're catching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back, babe. I've missed this. We're back. So, because there's a point. Uh, you know what? Is there anything else you want to say? Because I'm gonna have to explain this in spoilers. Um, yeah, this. It's not a waste of time. It's not the worst. Part oh, it of is shit. a waste of time. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what saved this movie? What was that? Bella Italia. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain why. <laughs> I was sat there because we I, I had convinced Rachel to come and watch this with me, yeah. and uh, we were sat there. It was I was like, I need a time check. It mm. feels like we've been here for two hours. Mm. We've been here for forty minutes. Wow! And I was like, I'm already lost, and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I genuinely think if we hadn't booked a better Italia to go to after we'd finished the movie. I might have considered walking out. Wow. I was so bored and so confused and there was no hope of it getting better because <laughs> I'm like, they're not going to stop at this point to explain what the fuck's going on. So I was, I, I genuinely, it crossed my mind. Both of us had the same thought independently of like, if we didn't have a better table book for eight, we might have left. We might have just gone, 
Nope. I like, did you even pick up on my foreshadowing of this when we, because me and you met up in person for the first time yes. a couple of years, a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago. It feels like a couple uh, of years. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, some, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it was a Tuesday in a barbecue restaurant. Oh, some good barbecue. Can mm. we review the barbecue food instead? Yeah, very quickly. Oh, I had some beautiful ribs. <laughs> I think they've gone a bit tangy with their sauce. It used to be mm. a bit thicker. It's mm. now got a bit of a vinegary tang. You are Which wrong. I'm not about. But I did go back to the same barbecue restaurant yesterday and had a Jacob's ladder rib. Oof! Melt in your fucking mouth. And those magic dusty fries. Oof! They've... So overall, I would give hickory smoke. It's fine. <laughs> they started doing a bourbon gravy and it's the fucking best thing. Oh, it's good. Oh. Admittedly, I think because we had a sharing plate yesterday, mm. it gets a bit much when you're putting it on everything. Yeah. It can be a bit overwhelming. But... I struggled with the sausage uh, that, I was, <laughs> that, that I had when we went. <laughs> and that was because of the gravy. <laughs> but yeah, when you were trying to tell me that you'd finally seen... Uh, oh, what was it? You'd finally watched Watchmen. Yes. Uh, and... And you, described, but I've seen Watchmen before. Yeah, but you, Rachel, Rachel hasn't seen so. Watchmen. So, and you were described. She described it as something like, "How can something this long have no plot?" Yeah, and I went, "Oh, you must be talking about Tenet." And you went, "No, no, no." I thought that you would have got that oh, foreshadowing. Oh, I didn't. oh no, that would have helped. Oh God, right? Yeah, I, I cannot recommend this movie in any way. Genuinely, wait for just someone to cut it up on YouTube because. It's the worst movie I've seen this year. At the I'm, moment, it's kind of hard to recommend going back into the cinema. Then again, they're really fucking quiet, so you'll get a good seat. Oh yeah, if you want to maintain social distancing, you could have done that before at Warsaw Showcase, so yeah. please continue to go and support that cinema. Um, yeah, because there's still... I think that and New Mutants are the only new movies. Bill and Ted's oh, coming. And uh, what the f- it's the film with Russell Crowe in it that looks like just a normal day in Russell Crowe's life. I think it's called Unhinged. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, it's supposed to be like, he's playing a crazy dude. I'm like, so Russell Crowe turned up to set then. <laughs> That's good then. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Fighting around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Again, where's that film? Oh, no. That's a, come on, Tiger. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I... Please don't go. Don't get on a flight to watch this movie. No, that's ridiculous. That would, I don't care how good it is. Don't get on a flight to watch this movie. There are a few things that you should get on a flight to watch. This ain't one of them. Oh, I, God. Just to be part... The, the, the thing is, I don't want to be the person, especially after what Nintendo's fucking pulled this week, mm. that dates this episode, to be like, oh, you must be part of the conversation, so go and see it for that, because I don't want to kind of like be that fucking ambassador for FOMO that can yeah. fuck off but it is really funny to talk about this yes. I've had a great I was looking forward to this review and for that I do not regret watching it I would never watch it again oh no <laughs> it does not require <laughs> it joins Interstellar and just the block of don't bother I'll say this it is slightly better than Interstellar oh it's it is better than Interstellar I was just bored Throughout this, at least he didn't have a movie that made an ending that made me angry. Yeah, like Interstellar's got the worst ending to a movie I've ever seen. Yeah, by far, hands down, does not do bookcase. Thank Christ. No, I think Christopher. No, I'm now going to take a break. His next movie, I'm going to have to be pretty certain I'm going to like it before I venture out. He's lost his like. He's lost his car that, like, you know, Edgar Wright and Taika Waititi have now got of, like, mm. I will go and see whatever they the fuck they feel like they want to show me. Mm. He's lost that now. After this, I mean, like I said, Dunkirk, I think I was kind of lukewarm on. Whereas, um, yeah, Interstellar and this. Spoiler alert! 
So, I'm going to try and explain the plot. Oh, please. Please do. And if you think I've got it wrong, which I probably have, yeah. let me know on I'll Twitter. I'll raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you raise your hand. Everyone else let me know on Twitter. On. So, in the future... Think, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, in the future, things are fucked. Yeah. We have fucked the world so badly, we basically are losing its atmosphere. Yeah. Because that, because again, that was something that we didn't really get in this, is that it's a global warming movie. Yeah. No. For no fucking reason. So basically, we fucked the world into oblivion. Yeah. And somebody figured out how to not time travel but reverse time. Yeah. Their plan is to communicate with somebody in the past by essentially inverting objects and sending them back through time in Mm -hmm. the form of capsules to construct a device that is nine pieces long and looks like the world's worst pipe. Yeah. That will reverse time, not just for the objects, but for the entire planet. Yeah. It might end the world, it might not, they don't know, and basically their choice is die because they fucked the earth into oblivion, Mm -hmm. or die because they tried to reverse the flow of time. They see this as a no-win situation, and they want to do that. The protagonist enters this organisation called Tenet, Mm. um, who we later see kind of just expand for no good reason at the very end of the movie, which... And again, this is super heavy spoilers. It is revealed that he is the founder of. Yeah. He recruits himself to and basically sets all of the the actions in the movie into motion so that he can, he can stop the inversion of the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's the plot. I might be wrong. Please uh, let I, me know. <laughs> like, I hate time travel movies that aren't Back to the Future or involve the X-Men. I just <laughs> or Endgame. Haven't, or Endgame. I just haven't... See, now, Endgame is a perfect example of how you can have relatively high-concept stuff with characters that everyone loves that makes sense. Now, obviously, if you have any amount of scrutiny on any time travel movie, they fall apart mm. like a fucking house of cards. But... I wasn't spending the rest of that movie going, but how the fuck does this work? Mm. Because they they ex- they give it some amount of explanation without going overly scientific about it. I think that was part of the problem here. They try to make it sound like it's plausible science, mm. despite the fact it fucking isn't. And for all of its nuance that it goes on about, it's a super intelligent movie, it still boils down to the MacGuffin that will end the world for reasons. Yeah. Like, you can't have both. If you're going to be a super intelligent movie, you need a more nuanced ending. Not just, we need to stop the fucking steering column of doom from going off. Like, that's it. Uh, steering ah, column of doom. Right? That's all it's oh my is. god, that's what it looks like. It looks like. Do you remember in Breath of the Wild, you got the drill shafts from yeah. the Goron Mountain? It's one of them. Yeah, it's got out of hand, and <laughs> and that's it. So, I, anyone who tries to say this is a brilliant, fucking intelligent movie can suck a dick because it just because Kenneth Branagh wants to end the world because he's dying. And wants to take it with him. Oh, yeah. They ju- they drop that in about halfway through. It's like, well, why would Sato want to end the world? It's like, well, cancer. I'm like, no. Oh, none of it. None of it makes fucking sense. <laughs> Shut up, you fucking dickhead. Nothing's good. good. <laughs> so, 
Aaron Taylor Johnson. We we've had like objects doing the backwards shit, yeah. and we've seen other people that aren't the protagonist <laughs> going backwards, mm. but we don't. We haven't seen the protagonist do it himself yet. Yeah. As we're gearing up to that, instead of doing it in a calm manner where we can, you know, intake the information that's going on, they have to rush you through the inversion of him mm. because he's got to save Elizabeth Debicki's life because she's been reverse shot. So. Oh, can we fucking. We can. Right. So. They say getting shot they with an invert. <laughs> the price of my well, love's not a price that they're willing to pay. Sorry, I love that song so much. It's in my head. You cry. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Weirdly enough, that is actually the plot of the film. You'll be back <laughs> like before. <laughs> I'll reverse the fight and reverse the, the war. <laughs> Reviews gone places, and I'm glad of that. <sighs> okay, so they've ex- tried to explain getting shot by a reverse bullet is more dangerous than getting shot by an actual bullet. Because the blunt end of the bullet goes in you, not the spinny, pointy bit. I mean, presumably, I, I guess so. Because because they they try and throw all these fucking words at you, like they try and say the entropy of the item is moving backwards. It's like. You could just... That's what they could have said. Getting shot by a reverse bullet hurts more because the blunt bit pierces Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. As opposed to the piercing bit, which is how guns work. Like, sure, that would be fine. Then there's that scene, and I like that scene in the red room and the blue room, which very clearly visually shows, right, that's the backwards one, that's the forwards one. Here's the convergence point of the turntable. Fine. Okay. And really, once that scene is the only time where it actually fit together for me, because it goes, right, you actually experience your own personal timeline entirely forwards. Yeah. It's just that you are not travelling back to a point and going forwards. You are going forwards, you're then coming back on yourself the other way right? until you invert again, and then you're going forwards from the point at which you stopped inverting. <laughs> so it, it's, it makes sense, but I had to watch three videos to get it. And see, and... and- Again, a slowed down plot where they're going over the consequences of that would be good. But because they're having to basically explain it and do it at the same time because Elizabeth Debicki's reverse dying, they have to oh, whack her in yeah. the tube. Yeah, they whack her in the tube. And the whole point... Now, she got shot in the reverse time bit. Yeah. And they keep her in the reverse time bit mm. because her wounds will heal. Yeah. What was the point of shooting her in the reverse time bit? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I have nothing more to add than I don't fucking know. Because all of this was being explained with music over the top, whilst lots of people are rushing the room that you haven't met before, and Aaron Taylor Johnson is basically trying to explain this whilst also running towards the thing. Yeah. He could have been saying literally anything. This is a chicken bucket waffle. And if you go in the chicken bucket waffle, it will in- invert your entropy into the flame and the ice and thing, and then you'll be good. Okay, Aaron Taylor Johnson. We need to, we need to stop. Go. We need to stop Sator from getting the thirteenth herb or spice. You know, just... he cannot. He cannot assemble all the chaos emeralds. We have to go now. <laughs> oh god! It's just such waffle. It really <laughs> silencey pseudo wooder bullshit. <laughs> I hate. Pseudo I just hate it so much. <laughs> 
and, I, and I, this is the thing I feel like we're sticking our neck out because there's going to be people that are going to pretend they understand what this movie was about yeah pretend to know what it's about no one can tell me what this movie was actually about I, I would anyone who comes at us I'm just going to say okay succinctly <laughs> describe to me what happened in this movie and anyone who can do that I will PayPal you a tenner straight away like there you go <laughs> fair enough I understand if you can it. put the plot of Tenet in a tweet yeah. then <laughs> although they've made they've made tweets longer now it's now 280 characters that's not enough Mike. yeah still not enough <laughs> 280,000 words might not be enough <laughs> oh god yeah, the most fun we had for Tenet was recording the fucking intro panel. <laughs> That's it. That's the most fun I, I had at this movie. Here's right. the bit I don't get. Go on. You know, in the final fight... Okay, the final fight itself, whilst a spectacle, like everything else, makes zero fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Because the whole point of there being the red team and the blue team is that the red team knows what to do because the blue team has already gone forward and come back. Yep. What they describe as a... Was it a temporal pincer movement? Yeah. Now, the first time you see it is in the car chase, and at least there, it kind of makes sense. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. It's I the, think I'm just stupid. <laughs> it's the idea that, like, he knew that, that the car was going to kind of flip and he was going to give the stuff up, so he went back and created the scenario in which that could happen so he yep. could get all the parts. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one person. That's not a literal fucking platoon that could stop everyone dying. Yeah. And also, the way that you kind of experience the time flows, you've got to go forward, you then go backwards, and everyone just seems to forget what the fuck's happened in the last half hour. Yeah. John David Washington, there is a bit where the guy that comes out the turntable, both of them are revealed to be him. Yep. Both his inverted self and his unverted self. Yep. So... Oh my god. It's John David Washington in the start of the film. So there's past David Washington, there's future David Washington, and inverted David Washington all in the same room at the same time. Yeah. So they have that fun fight sequence. So, but it's. He forgets that he fought someone and then he's in the gear. At any point, could he have gone, oh fuck, I've got to fight me? He just. Yeah. He comes out and he's surprised. I'm like, you've, you've seen this? But. The thing that gets me the most is they explain. One of the bits they do explain, which then contradicts what happens later, is like it's the obvious paradox of like two people cannot meet. Mm. But they don't just say it's like not usually it's just like don't touch each other, no skin skin thing. But this one goes out of the way to say like say I touch that glass and then inverted Darren touches that glass. That's S cells touching each other because you know fingerprint DNA whatever have touched each other and that would cause the paradox oblivion, right? Mm. Does that mean that Robert Patterson, in a deleted scene, had to dress like inverted David Washington in all of his gear so he hadn't touched it? Because otherwise, he's being touched by normal David Washington in the gear. Mm. That only makes sense if he had somehow not touched himself whilst getting dressed. <laughs> and yeah, again, it's two. The film's like two and a half hours, two and three quarter hours, something like that. Uh, yeah, instead. It's, it's far got, too fucking long is the length of this movie it's somehow too long and yet not long enough to explain its actual plot yeah. which is the issue and he made a nearly three hour movie in Interstellar which I understood but hated oh, so so you can't win either way it's either going to be a four hour film oh, that you get and yeah. hate or a two and a half hour film that you still hate but at least you're out quicker I'll give him this when he makes bad movies, he goes all fucking out to make bad movies <laughs> that make you angry and just 
dislike everything about it. Like, Dunkirk might be the only movie I have where I'm like, Sneh. Everything else I'm like, that's really good, or that's quite shit. Um, <laughs> so, well done. He's operating in the extremes. He doesn't do mediocre. Fair play. Spielberg did the same, because, you know, yes, he made Jurassic Park, but he also made AI. So, you know, and E.T. As long as Spielberg avoids initials, he's usually fine. <laughs> BFG. Yeah. BSC, yeah. Yeah. C, it just doesn't work out for the man. Um, oh. And I think, I think people are going to misconstrue our view of the film as we don't want smart films. I want films to take risks, I want them to take risks that we can follow. Yeah, like, I don't want some. I don't want such a simple concept of here is a disc that makes people go backwards to be two and a half hours of not really explaining how the fuck that works. Yep. It just and I understand the concept of show don't tell, but they told and it made less sense than when they didn't tell. It did. I think there there will be there is a version of this movie you could do that doesn't have these issues where everything is explained. They dial back on the science and just say, look, even if they just came in and just went, we don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And Fleur de Claire does that a little bit because they're like, we can't replicate this. We can only, you know, use it on items that we have. And then David Washington goes back in time and doesn't that not mean you've now accessed that technology because he's doing stuff backwards? Yeah. yeah. I think if you dial down on that and accept that you're making a slightly stupider action movie, I think there's a better movie in there. There's a more enjoyable movie in there for certain. Yeah. I just, oh, I'm, I'm glad we did this first, Michael. I need to... Oh. <laughs> and if people are going to pile on me for my opinion on this, it's going to get even worse if they hear my opinion <laughs> on the New Mutants. Oh, yeah. Very quickly, the ending. Yeah. It's explained that Neil... So there's like a guy with a red tag on his backpack at the start of the film yeah. who stops John David Washington getting shot by a reverse bullet. Uh-huh. It's revealed that that's Neil. Yeah. He has been his mate for fucking years. Yeah. Um, and then there is a dead guy with a red tag on his backpack at the gate where they need to get through to stop the reverse steering column yeah. from fucking yeah. the planet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's bookcase stupid. Maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it is. And then he's revealed he's the one that has to invert to open the door before getting killed. Yeah. Cool. Neil's got an arc. It's not a good arc. But he's but got an arc. He's got something. He's got a name. Yeah, he's like... Might be Neil. And I quite like the idea of like, you're at the end, you're like at the middle of our friendship. Yeah. We're, we're going to meet for the first time in your future and my past. I'll see you later. I, I, I at least thought that was okay. That was something. Yeah. But again, that's more humanistic stuff. But Play on that more. The thing I don't fucking understand is the building that blows up at the bottom, unblows up and then blows up at the top. Yeah. That can fuck off. Yeah. I'm sorry, there's no way in physics that can fucking work. Looks cool. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it looks cool doesn't mean you should do it. Plug away, <laughs> You can. <laughs> in conclusion, don't go to, don't go to uh, a tenant. Go to Hickory Smokehead. <laughs> yeah, five out of five for Hickory Smokehead. If you take nothing else, go get barbecue food. Don't bother, <laughs> don't bother with this one. You can find me on Twitter at ThatMikeOwen, as well as Instagram. You can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram and at TheGutridge. You can follow the site under username FowlENT, that's F-O-U-L-E-N-T, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us at FowlEntertainment.com and, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you can pick up an RSS feed under the username FowlyNT or FowlyNT Podcast, depending on the surface. Perfect read. Boom, we're back, baby. So, 
Uh, coming up, we have a review of New Mutants. Well, um, it'll already be out by the oh, time this yeah. is out. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, we're doing. Oh shit! <laughs> We've inverted the New Mutants. In review. the future, we'll have inverted the next two episodes. Oh, Available to you will be reviews of the New Mutants. We're also going to be talking about the uh, Nintendo Direct for Mario 35th Anniversary stuff that's uh, coming out as well, and a little bit of talk about the Avengers beta in that. Uh, hopefully coming up, we'll also have reviews of Mulan, which I have watched, but Michael is waiting for... Uh, ARG! Uh, <laughs> and uh, well, Bill and Ted's coming soon. Yep. Um, uh, no Time to Die is actually coming out in cinemas. Yeah, so that's happening. You've seen the new trailer. I haven't. Looks better. Really? Oh, I'm kind of into it. Yeah. It's the exact opposite <laughs> thing that happened with the Wonder Woman trailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my oh God. Oh, God. <sighs> this is the woman who can punch Superman in the face, and you've got to fight in just a, a cheetah woman. <laughs> Played by Kirsten Wiig. Yeah. All right. Um, what else is coming out? Supposedly the Monster Hunter film is actually coming out. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and I think that's about it. Black Widow's still coming out in November. Yeah, October's going to be a big deal, though, because we've got Crash coming out. We've got yeah. um, we've got Mandalorian Season 2 yeah. coming. Uh, the Boys have just come out uh, yep. dropped uh, yesterday, so I hope you've been watching that as well. But plenty coming up over on FoundlandSound.com. Yep, keep it tuned to those channels, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody! Bye! Bye.